Everybody has an opinion. Very few people make an impact. And that's our culture, right? We want to sit back. We want to poke holes in things. We're not necessarily doing anything or building anything, but we can just deconstruct everybody else's thing. And then we feel good about ourselves. It's like crabs in a pot. Like if I could pull down the other crabs, then I'm at the top of the pile here. Well, you're still a crab in the pot doing that. If you never want to be criticized, then don't say anything, do anything, or stand for anything. Yeah. Uh, But if you say something, do something, stand for something, you will experience criticism. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, Merry Christmas and welcome to the podcast. It's it's like the Christmas season, so I don't know when people are Merry listening. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. All right. I'm going to dive right in with you, Chad, because we were talking a little bit before we, we hit record on this thing. And so rather than us finishing the conversation, we're like, oh, let's just talk about this on the podcast. So right now there's kind of this buzz about there's there's one church in particular that's making it onto social media because they have like trapeze system, pulley system, drummer production, LED wall. They, they literally have flying drummers going over the crowds. Yeah, it's a big church in Texas. I've I've been to their Christmas pageant before. Yeah, so this this church is it's kind of under fire right now because like okay maybe maybe we've jumped the shark maybe we've gone over the top. Mega churches are a little on, too mega yeah, on the on the production side of things. Chad, give us every opinion you have on the matter. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, where to start? Where where did where did that? Where did that start? Was that like a TikTok or something? Uh, yeah, I was on somebody's social media. And so it's funny because I'm not on social media. So I only see stuff once it elevates to a certain level. And yeah. people are like, have you seen this? Okay. And so I, I get everything filtered uh, for me. But it, it made it onto my radar because somebody went, oh, look at this. This is hilarious. And people are yeah. talking about it. I've actually not seen it. Um one of the people that helped us with the prod- podcast was showing me a video mm-hmm. of it just before we hit record. And the caption was something like, you know, you might not be a church if you don't have this, you know, and it's, you know, <laughs> this this is how you know you arrived as yeah, a church. Yeah, so, so basically it's a, it, is it a criticism of mega churches or is it just having fun? I think it's, I think it's both. I think some people look at it as a criticism and some people look at it as like, oh, this is kind of funny and unique. It would be interesting to see... How many of the comments are people who are actually followers of Jesus versus people that aren't? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's self-righteous people across the board, yeah, right? So just because you're not a Christian um, does not mean that you're not self-righteous. Uh, if you're a human being, you're self-righteous. Mm-hmm. That's our so, natural bent. Oh, dude. Yeah. The other day, so I, I drive a, a fairly big pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes I, Chad a while to park that truck, by the way. For well, those yeah. that wanted to know a little more insight into Chad's personal life, there you go. I've gotten better at it. <laughs> well, I had to get a newer one, so it has cameras. That yeah. helps a whole lot. Yeah. It's still it's still four years old. All right, sorry, old, I interrupted. Anyway. Big truck. Yeah, man, I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah, keep going. All right, so self-righteousness. I pull up to a stoplight, and a Prius pulls up next to me, <laughs> and I could see this person who was uh-huh. probably a vegan or something looking up at me, mm-hmm. right, in my truck, but looking down on me in disdain at the right? same time. <laughs> yes, they you could read it. So they were, they were yeah. self-righteous and they're saving of the planet while I'm obviously destroying the mm-hmm. ozone layer because I'm driving an F-150. That's hilarious. They were looking up at you while looking down at you at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I thought we're all, in that moment, I was like, we're all self-righteous, well, you know. So truth be told, my guess is, as you looked at them and went, yeah, they're probably vegan. You were doing the exact same thing in the other That's direction. right. We yeah. were totally judging one another. <laughs> well, and I've got, I, I started uh, shooting a bow, so I have a bow hunter on the trailer uh-huh. hitch of my truck. Yep, <laughs> so it probably got yeah. worse when I drove out. You're falling right into the stereotype. Oh, yeah. I'm they, a, they're like, yeah, I know exactly who this guy I'm is. I'm a hunter and... <laughs> 
<laughs> all of that. Anyway, pr- they're probably not. Uh, well, let's just move on. All right. So I'll self-righteous, stop whether you're religious, not religious, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, uh, the tendency is we, we lean towards self-righteousness. And so here, people are looking at this thing. Yeah. And you can find what you're looking for, right? If somebody sure. has an agenda or they have a burr in their saddle for whatever reason, you could watch this video and you could find something to go, wow, that's great. Or you could find something to go, Wow, that really drives me nuts. Well, well, I know that specific church, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say it because it's on TikTok or mm-hmm. social media or wherever people are seeing it. Uh, it's Prestonwood uh, Baptist Church in uh, in Texas. I think it's in Plano. When I when I was a kid, uh, I would go to that Christmas pageant, mm-hmm. and so um, what they're what they're showing, at least what what Britt showed me before we did the podcast on that video. Uh, was a rehearsal, but that mm-hmm. that is for um, a show that they actually do through the week. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's nine or ten uh, showings of mm-hmm. it. Uh, you actually pay money to go see it. Kind of like you go to a show at Gamage or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, you're going yeah. To see the the big yeah. Christmas production. But I also know, so it's not a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, families, you know, pay and go see it and, and celebrate Christmas. But the gospels in it, they present the gospel. I know a lot of people have met Jesus in it that. Uh, have gone to the show. They've met Jesus. They're still part of the church. Um, I think it's something like 75,000 people will attend that yeah. event over the 10 showings or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it going, Sunday morning worship, what are they thinking? At the same time, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a show that they do every year that's gained a lot of popularity uh, through the years. And and a lot of and a lot of people meet Jesus. It's It's always interesting to me you know, there's this. Uh, so, so we pastor a mega church, Robert. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this idea of if it's big, it's bad. Uh huh. Um, or like if it's effective, it must not be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, if you present the gospel uh, in a way that where people will hear it, um, Jesus said, if he's lifted up, he'll draw people to himself. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I think we should celebrate effectiveness. Yeah. I, I think we should celebrate people meeting Jesus. Um, I think we should celebrate this church that understands the culture that it's in, that they understand if they do this, 75,000 people are going to hear the gospel. That's right. I, I'm for that. And so, you know, somebody that's looking at that um, and going, oh, that's that's big, so that must be bad. Uh I, I would say, think about the effectiveness of it. Um, Jesus doesn't evaluate the watering system as much as he evaluates the fruit. And so I'm, I'm not saying that the ends always justify the means. That's sure. not what I mean. You can take that too far. But at the end of the day, what what's the fruit? What's the result of all uh, that? Was there any sin involved? Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things. Or is it just not necessarily your cup of tea? Yeah. Or, or you know, you, you think church should be boring and lame? I mean, what is it, right? I'm I'm for what's the fruit? Um, did they present the gospel in an effective way? Did they lift up the name of Jesus? And the answer is yes, and all of those in good ways. Um, I know the pastor there, meaning we've met, he would know my face. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I, I'm also glad it's getting a lot of attention on social media because maybe that'll help people talk about Jesus. Well, and in the background of that, there is Jesus and Jesus is being talked about. Even in that social media post, there's p- people going, you know, is this how we need to present the gospel? And they're talking about the gospel, whatever. Our culture, though, does well, let me help them. you. That's a bunch of people that are not presenting the gospel. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion. Very few people make an impact. And that's our culture, right? We want to sit back. We want to poke holes in things. We're not oh, necessarily yeah. doing anything or building anything, but we can just deconstruct everybody else's thing. And then we feel good about ourselves. 
themselves. It's like crabs in a pot. Like if I could pull down the other crabs, then oh, I'm gosh. at the top of the pile here. Well, you're yeah. still a crab in the pot doing if, that. If you never want to be criticized, then don't say anything, do anything, or stand for anything. Yeah. Uh, but if you say something, do something, stand for something, you will experience criticism. Well, there's not a, there's not a place where you see massive impact – that you don't also see criticism come with it. Like think, think of one area that there's impact that there's not also criticism tied to it, including the ministry of Jesus, including what he was doing, drawing a crowd, healing people. All of a sudden people are going, well, he's healing them on a, on a Saturday. You can't heal on Saturday. You know, and they're, they're finding something to be critical about her. Oh, he said you're forgiven. Instead of just healing him, he also forgave. Why is he doing that? And there was all this criticism tied to the ministry of Jesus where he's having obviously the most impact anybody's ever had in the history of mankind. And and it came with criticism. So we can expect if you're going to have an impact in any area of life, you might have some critics along the way. So expect that. I, I literally, well, I made a mistake. I, I read comments on, uh, you know, yeah, the, you never read the comments, Chad. It, it's the it's the cigar preacher, and and somebody on there said I'm obviously a false prophet, right? Because I'm sitting in a cigar shop, and I just thought you you obviously did not watch the show. You mm-hmm. didn't hear that, and it was Mark's episode, Mark Gill. You didn't hear his testimony because mm-hmm. the gospel is all the way through yeah. it, right? But it's so funny. We're so quick to judge. We're mm-hmm. so quick to immediately make a judgment call. And and frankly, I have compassion on whoever that is. I get I get what they're saying because culturally, that's mm-hmm. that's edgy. But um, yeah, man, if this megachurch is doing this and helping people meet Jesus, I'm 100% for it. Uh, Jack Graham's the pastor there. I, he's not sinning. He's not a heretic. Um, you know. I think it's an offering of worship to Jesus, so you might as well go all out. And frankly, we live in America, yeah. and Americans like that stuff, yeah. right? Americans want to come see that stuff. Well, if 75,000 people pay money to show up to see something it's and to hear the gospel. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we were you know, going to see some tribe in Africa, we, we'd approach that culture in a way that those mm-hmm. people would listen. And so uh, in America, man, we, we like big things, and so we'll just, we'll just go that route. Yeah, so, we like to be odd. We like a wow. We like a surprise. We like to have that kind of like, oh, man, this is Christmas and all the feelings I, and all the, yeah. I got an email one time. Goosebumps. And I don't respond to these normally, but I responded to this one. And mm-hmm. I think I blind copied you because you were like, dude, why are you even responding to this guy? <laughs> but he was upset because we were receiving an offering. I think I think it was for Harvest India or mm-hmm. something. So we're giving all the money away anyway, Yeah, right? But he couldn't believe that we were asking for money, one, even mm-hmm. though the money wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. And two, he couldn't believe we would have such comfortable seats in our auditorium. <laughs> Do we really need these cushiony yeah. seats? And I was just like, are, like so, are, are you freaking kidding me right now? And I responded to the email because I was so just like, I just want to see where this guy goes. Yeah. Like, I, It's like watching crazy. I, I just want to see what happens. So there have been religious movements in, in church history and, and even you know within Catholic church and all of that where it was like, hey, if you're not miserable and experiencing daily pain in your if life. If you're not ugly. If you're not, you must not well, love Jesus. There, and there, only there was, ugly people really love Jesus. There was people that would, I mean, they would injure themselves to experience pain because that was a spiritual act for them because that's yeah. how life was supposed to be. And it's like you, you read a passage Paul writes about, hey, I want to I share in the resurrection with Jesus. I also want to share in his suffering. 
And, and so people can take that out of context and go, well, then we should just suffer all the time. And the more miserable we are, if we don't have really uncomfortable chairs, if your legs aren't numb by the end of the service, it might not have been a worship service. You know, like that people have that mindset of it has to be miserable. You have to feel super guilty at the end of it. You have to be in pain all throughout the way if it's a religious experience. Yeah. It's just so far from the gospel. It's so far from what scripture is actually teaching all throughout the Bible. It's about joy and it's the joy of the Lord and it's learning to enjoy and to prepare for one day when we're going to enjoy him forever. And so we start practicing that in the here and now. So if you're not experiencing any joy in your relationship with Jesus, I'm going to be real bold and say, you might not have a relationship with Jesus because uh, that's not that's not what relationship with Jesus is. The fruit of the spirit is love. And the next one is joy. And there's a whole list of them, but... I'm going to stop there because I feel like there's a reason why it starts with love and why joy is the, the natural byproduct of that. Yeah. I was just thinking of the verse scripture. In the Sorry, that was rare. No, normally you go off on a rant. That was well, no, like, I, yeah, I yeah. was going to interrupt you and then I thought, don't interrupt him. He's right. just really good. Um, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, mm-hmm. right? Nehemiah 8. And the whole mega I have church. the whole Bible memorized. Just kidding. I was actually looking at that passage this week. That's why it yeah. popped out. The joy. Well, in that passage, he's like, eat the fat, drink the good wine. Mm-hmm. Don't cry mm-hmm. today. Because everybody's mourning. Everybody's... Because, and then he says, because today is holy. Yeah. In other words, go have a good time because Enjoy today is it. holy. And by the way, that holy day is where we get the term holiday. That's mm-hmm. where that came from. And one of the most holy days happens every week. It's called the Sabbath in the Bible. And, and God says, hey, I'm giving you this day. Once a week, we're going to have a holy day. And, and I'm yeah. going to meet you in that space. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. And of course, the religious people came in and went, oh, that, that means you can't pick up something. Jesus, you can't yep. heal somebody. I yep. mean, it, it, religious people just ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus is like, hey, guys, this was a gift. Well, this I, was a gift for you. This isn't something for you. You have to serve it. No, this is here to serve you. I've given you this. Well, I made a comment earlier, you know, if, if you're going to love Jesus, then you got to be ugly. If you're not ugly, you probably don't love Jesus. Um, and I probably shouldn't have said that, but I did anyway. Um, I mean, did you ever have those kinds of thoughts? I, I remember thinking uh, later in my high school years, I'm like, oh, man, I'm really going to surrender to Jesus, right? Like everything. Mm-hmm. And everything for me at that time was a 1977 Celica GT hatchback that had 137,000 miles on it. It was a stick shift, wasn't it? And I, Yeah, it was five-speed. And, you know, I had about 103 cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, you can have all of that. Yeah. Right. And he was like, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> He's like, you can, you, can, you hang on to it for now. You but, can keep it, yeah, buddy. But I, I know it's available. Thanks. But I remember thinking, okay, cause, um, you know, I like to date girls in high school and I remember thinking, oh man, if I really surrender, he's going to make me be with somebody unattractive and boring. And uh, so I think subconsciously. You mentioned a lot, churning your own butter. So I think that was the picture you probably had in your your mind. Well, yeah, you had to go, um, you know, you had to go the route where if it was fun, don't don't do it. You know, totally separate yourself from the world, all of that. And we totally misunderstand what all that means, by the way. And by the way, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but on on the little side note. My daughter did a butter churning thing at this dairy, <laughs> and it was actually, she had a blast. So churning butter can be fun, Chad. I just feel like I needed to tell you that. Well, anyhow, it, it's fun for some. So your, your mindset when you're in Probably high school. Probably not my cup of tea. Yeah, you're I, you're I, afraid of what God's going to lead you into. Well, oh yeah. If I give God my life, he's going to send me to Africa somewhere, and I got to be poor forever, and you know everything I love in life is going to be gone. That That's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's be pastors here for a second. So, so what does it mean— to be in the world, but not, but not of it. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me. Um, I just I got invited to speak on a podcast yesterday about cigar preacher, and so we, they were asking me hard mm-hmm. questions. But 
what happens is if we can't be holy, then we have to be weird. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, so everything in the Bible from Genesis to the maps, right? Um, Jesus said it hangs on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law, all the prophets hang on those two commandments. But if you can't love God, and if you don't love people, which is Jesus' definition of holiness, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is a character definition. Mm -hmm. um, If God's not changing your character, if you can't be holy, then you have to be weird. And so what we do, and religious people run everything— is we make up all this stupid stuff to yeah. say, that's why I'm holy. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch movies. That's why I'm holy. Oh, I, I'm not picking on you right now. But, oh, I don't look at social media. That's why I'm holy. I know you just don't do it because it's not a good habit for you. I don't whatever, and so I'm holy. Uh, I wear a big hat, so I'm holy. I wear no hat, so I'm holy. I mm-hmm. mean, pick, pick your rules, yep. right? Um, I drive a Prius, so that's the religious route. Here's the secular route. I drive a Prius, so I'm I'm holy, right? I recycle, so I'm I'm holy. Hey, and no matter who you are, what you drive, you're welcome at Sun Valley. We love you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, I just go all the way. I'm Republican, so I'm holy. I'm Democrat, so I'm holy. I'm Independent, so I'm holy. There there is no end to it. Mm-hmm. We are all rationalizing and justifying our our existence, which is amazing, and, and we're Jesus... and we're all self righteous, and we pick all this crap. Yeah, you know, just take your pick. This is what makes me righteous. Well, it's funny how clear Jesus made it. It's almost as if Jesus was like, "Man, you guys are messing this up. Let me just make this crystal clear for you: love God, love people." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But what about these other things? <laughs> well, and, and and here's how that works, right? So this is the gospel. Um, you are more sinful than you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. So any that's the first part mm-hmm. of it. I'll give the rest in a second. We are all more sinful than we can possibly imagine. There is nothing you could ever do yeah. uh, that would make you righteous. Yeah. Whether, whether you drive the F-150 or the Prius, whether you uh, drink alcohol or don't, whether you go to movies or don't, whether you look at social media or don't, whether, whether you're a small church or a big church or yep. somewhere in between, there, there, nothing you could ever do would cover your own sin. Okay. so You, you are not righteous. So let's... Let's loop this back because I, I do think these these two things are beautiful parallels. You mentioned Nehemiah chapter eight. In Nehemiah, so you have everybody they they build first Ezra. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yep. Ezra yeah. and Nehemiah, they go with the people of Israel back to the promised land after they've been in exile in Babylon. They rebuild the wall, they rebuild the city, they rebuild the temple, they're reading God's word. And it says Ezra and Nehemiah, they're they're explaining it in a way that they can understand. And everybody's mourning and weeping. Why? Because they are miserable sinners. And as the, the word of God's being read, they're like, nope, we didn't, nope, 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 yep. We're, we're wretched, you know, and they're sitting there mourning. And then he doesn't say like, that's, you know, you guys are actually justified. You guys are actually okay. You're better than those other nations. You guys, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in light of that, you look at the grace of God and now that becomes more beautiful. And you look at God's provision and you look at the reality that yes, you were miserable, wretched sinners, and yet you're God's kids who he loves. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to rejoice and we're going to enjoy that truth that it's both and. It's not either or. We want to do either or. Either I'm good or I'm bad. Either I'm righteous or I'm, I'm unrighteous. No, no, no. You, you're a miserable, wretched sinner and God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you. It's both and. And so now you can have this contrast of, yeah, we're, we're mourning and we're eating the fat, drinking the wine, and enjoying this day that's set aside for the Lord. Well, and and that's the foundation of what Jesus says is holiness. Yeah. So the gospel is you're more sinful than you can possibly imagine, and yet mm-hmm. you're more loved than you ever dared hope. And. 
And that love is what fuels mm-hmm. love for God mm-hmm. and love for people. But it is that amazing grace. And you can't have amazing grace without the reality of amazing sin, Yep. right? So we're amazing sinners, thus the amazing grace of God. So in response, what can I do? but just offer my whole life to a love like that, to a grace like that. And what can I do but offer you a love like that and a grace like that? And so the the foundation that grows up into the fruit of loving God and loving people is the realization that I'm an amazing sinner that's been saved by amazing grace, and so I'm going to love an amazing God, and I'm going to offer it to a bunch of people. And the fruit of that... In your life will be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit that comes out I wondered out if of you that. knew all the fruit. You didn't say them all earlier. Well, I just figured you didn't know. I just had to rattle them off because we don't have time to, to really camp out on all of them. But that is, now you dropped it. that is the byproduct of relationship with God. When we begin to understand the grace of God in our lives and in the reality in the face of, and I'm a terrible sinner who desperately needs a Savior, uh, that, that is the byproduct. We will be joyful. We will be loving. Yeah, and it's not that we have to work to like. I got to put that fruit on me. That that comes from that relation. That is the foundation. What you just described, and and all the things that we're talking about that grows out of that. You were you were watching me move my hands. I, I started was. preaching there for a second, you did. didn't I? You did. When Chad, so Chad always makes fun table. of me for using illustrations and all that. Chad illustrates every time he preaches. He just uses his hands. Yeah, he, that's he, right. that that is his visual aid that he uses. And I will say, a couple weeks ago, he had a little tiny piece of paper. It was small, but that, that was, was a story. The, but it was an illustration. So proud of you. It was a story and piece of paper <laughs> a guy gave me in prison. Um, okay, so back to the mega church deal. Yep. All right. If you're a small church, here's the question. Are you following Jesus? Mm-hmm. And are you helping people follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. You're, a great, you're a great church. That's right. If you're a mega church, are you following Jesus? Mm-hmm. Are you helping people follow Jesus? Then you're a great church. Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you following Jesus, helping people mm-hmm. follow Jesus? Then you're a great church. And it's, it's, it's the fruit. Yeah. And if you're on social media or you're maybe listening to this podcast just because you you wanted to pick on it or make a comment or whatever it is, uh, maybe maybe pause and evaluate, okay, all the things that you can criticize, what's the impact that you're having? And I don't say that as a shameful, judgmental thing, but really, oh, I think dude, all of us need to pause and ask the question, okay, not what's the impact that they're having or not having, or what's the criticism I have of this person or that place? Uh, what is the impact that I personally am having on this world? Am I helping people meet Jesus? Am I making a difference to where the world's going to be a better place because God's used me to be a part of that. Well, when we stand before Jesus and we give an account <laughs> of what we did with his grace in his life, in our lives, he's not going to say, so uh, what was your opinion Yeah, on these things, right? Yeah. Did you did you thumbs that up or thumbs that down? Did you like it or not? <laughs> like, you know, what was... Yeah, it'll be an evaluation of impact. Mm-hmm. Um, did you surrender and 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 obey right with the mm-hmm. grace? Was that what your was was that your response? Did you share that grace with other people? Um, man, we all need a savior. Yeah, that foundation you described, our our natural tendency to self righteousness is completely shattered by that reality of I'm a wretched sinner and Jesus is a loving, gracious, beautiful savior. Uh, there, there's no room for self righteousness. There's no place for it. It doesn't fit in that that paradigm, that narrative, it, there's just no space for it. And so if you're feeling a little self-righteous, maybe maybe be reminded today of what the gospel is. Yeah, that's so good. So John Newton that wrote Amazing Grace mm-hmm. was a slave ship captain that met Jesus and repented. So when mm-hmm. he writes a wretch like me in that song, he really means it. Yeah. Um, he said this when he got older, he said, the older I get, I realize two things. I'm a great sinner mm-hmm. and Jesus is a great savior. That's so good. Yeah. All right, Chad. 
we're getting to the end of the year, which means we're going to have a couple of weeks off on the podcast, and then we're going to come back uh, after the the new year um, there in the the first couple of weeks. And so, as we kind of wrap up this year and we move into the next year, would you just pray a blessing over those who are listening, and um, and maybe that we would have a time of just evaluating what does this next year look like for our impact? Yeah, absolutely. Um, new Year's we will have services, but they'll be online only. Mm-hmm. Um, new Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and then. Uh, We'll start back up uh, in the building that following week. But uh, love you guys, praying for you in the new year. And um, let's just do that right now. Yeah. Thanks. Father, thank you for your grace. Um, I'll just confess for myself and for all of us, we, we are great sinners. Um, your, your word is clear on this. I mean, the best we've got is as filthy rags on your sight. We are amazing sinners. And, and we own that. And at the same time, uh, we respond in reverence, in awestruck gratitude, that even though we're amazing sinners, you offer amazing grace. And Father, it's, it's who you are in your character that is our salvation. You are the gospel. And it's revealed in Jesus and his life and his sacrifice and his resurrection. What, what can we do in response to so great a love other than to love you with everything we've got? And so in this new year, um, I pray that we would be reminded again of this grace, that we would, as we've talked about it all Christmas season, that we wouldn't just go, oh yeah, yeah, I know this, but that we would behold uh, the reality of good news of great joy for all people, that you are our Savior. Uh, give us wisdom of these things. Holy Spirit, reveal the reality of grace to each of our hearts. May we know this love that surpasses knowledge, and may it fuel us into the new year. Um, as we make you know, resolutions and those things, may we think about our relationship with you, and may we be amazed again at your amazing grace. Teach us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.